Westernization. About 20 to 30 years ago, actually, in the year 1978, China went through an economic reform. The economic reform allowed foreign countries, such as the United States of America, or UK, or Germany, to set up factories to employ the labor in China, which which the companies wanted to because it was so cheap back then, to produce, to manufacture cars, toys, um, well, anything that you can think of. I remember growing up in, in Canada and everything seemed to be made in China. But it wasn't just American goods that entered China. No, it wasn't just the companies that entered China. Something else entered China. Culture. Culture entered China. And this is what we like to call westernization. You see, with the opening of economic um, borders between China and the world, not only were companies allowed to set up manufacturing plants in China, but in setting up those manufacturing plants, the companies themselves also had to send foreigners towards China. And at the same time, connections, um, bans were lifted, and people in China were all of a sudden allowed to see what the West was like. Now it turns out because of westernization that countries had to be careful. Because westernization not only introduced um, economics, new economics into uh, China and other countries, it also introduced culture. And culture is a powerful thing because culture affects people's tastes for things or people, or music, or goods and services that they buy. Culture affects a person's perception of what they not do. Culture affects a person's definition of the good life, or a happy life. For example, people would think, because of the culture shift, people would think that Justin Bieber makes really good music, or um, Troy Zavon makes really good music compared to the more traditional music of the country. And so the countries had to be careful, right? China had to be careful. Why? Because it was putting its own culture at risk. And the government representing the people, had a responsibility to protect the culture. But this isn't the end of the story. The story does not end with China or Korea or Japan becoming westernized country. No. This story is only beginning because you see in the last 40 years 
China has become a superpower that rivals the United States of America. China has grown powerful. The East has grown powerful. And I would like to argue that perhaps in 10 or 20 years, the East will become more dominant than the West. We can already see this in the food culture. Chinese food, Japanese food, Korean food has become so popular in North America and Europe that Vancouver has been named the sushi capital of North America. At the same time, K-pop, a music genre specific to Korea, has made its way over to the United States to the Billboard 100 with boy bands like BTS garnering popularity from all over the world. I would say that Korea is winning with its pop culture in the West. Or think about anime and manga, an art style unique to Japan that has become so popular it spawned conventions around the world, tournaments and competition around the world. Or think about esports, League of Legends, right? Starcraft, Fortnite, all of these video games where the East seems to dominate and has spawned into a billion dollar industry, multi billion dollar industry. So before we conclude that the world is being westernized. I would like to say that at the same time the world is being westernized, the world is also being easternized. In other words, the world is being globalized. And as the globe, as the world becomes ever more globalized, as cultures are mixed together, the dominant culture will be ever more important. So what's the point? Why is it important? You see, traditionally, wars were fought with guns and bullets. But in the 21st century, where all the world's superpowers has enough guns and bullets to destroy any other world superpower, in this 21st century, war is fought on another front. This is a hidden war.
Not many people know of it. Not even many people realize it. This is the war of culture. This is a war of dominant information. And this is a war of beliefs. Because if I, as a country, can get you to adopt my beliefs, then you have no choice but to agree with me and be on the same side. And because there is a war between cultures, and because the war between cultures affects all of us, this means one thing. It means that you are also at war. It means that I am also at war. We are all soldiers, some of us weak, some of us strong, in this war between cultures. And the decision is yours as to whether you want to protect your own culture or adopt another culture. Because while some people say that you can take the best of both cultures, as soon as you adopt one belief, you must give up the alternate belief. And so this is where we're at. The next time you turn on your cell phone and watch a Korean music video or listen to an English song, you can recognize that it sounds good because of familiar tune. But you can also realize that there's a reason why you are enjoying that song you are listening to at that moment. And that that reason really has nothing to do with you but everything to do with the country that is trying to win the war of culture.